our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Doing It at Home podcast. We have another treat for you today. It's both of us. Hello, hello. On the mic. Yes. Sarah and Matthew Bivens together back at it again. Jenny on the floor. Jenny, yeah, our producer. (laughs) (laughs) that'd be awesome i wish we had a that would be awesome uh what's going on matthew you good looking son of a gun i'm you've stumped me today yeah life i guess life is going on yeah you just did a different intro so i'm not used to it oh yeah gotta keep you on your toes but yeah uh i'm i'm having trouble right now not pulling the shrapnel that's in your hair out of dog it. shrapnel it's like i don't it's fuzz it's a collection of things and i'm working really hard on you gotta not. mind your own business so this is a thing in our relationship this is a big guys, thing in our relationship that i like a like a mama chimp or something i tend to like groom, groom. yeah great <laughs> members word. of this household maya too i notice it uh you know if there's if you if there's an eyelash or a fleck of glitter, which is very common in our house nowadays, or you have, you know, fuzz or dog hair or whatever, and I'm saying you, anyone, you, in and around your face or, you know, a string hanging off your shirt, I, I want to help you. So I do. And Matthew has expressed many times in different ways how he does not like it when I do that. Yeah, especially on my face or my head. Just let it be. So is it like, do you feel like I'm trying to be your mom or something? Is that what it, do you feel like I'm like, it's not like uh, I'm licking my thumb and going to your face, but if, no, if there's but you like would. a, I probably would, but if there's <laughs> yeah. like a thing hanging out of your hair and I go to grab it for you, you like don't like that. No, All I'd right. rather you just tell me and I'll Okay, so I can I tell you, I can be like, hey, you have this, just so you know, it's going to be daily and like all the time. Yeah, and I don't care. I just leave okay, it. Okay, well, right now, in the front of your hair, you yeah. have, like, string or or It's hair. just part of life. But I, you don't want to remove it? No, I don't care. 
I can't see it. I know you can't see it, but what? <laughs> like you're taking pictures or Instagram or something? Are you? If you were about, if you were going to go leave the house and interact with humans, don't I want you? them to see exactly how we live. <sighs> I don't want to do anything else. Okay. I don't want to curate and create false. Okay. Images of what I look like. I see both sides to this. In that <laughs> I get where, as a recipient of my grooming, it can be kind of annoying, kind of asinine. But then I can also see how I know if I'm walking around with like spinach in between my teeth, stuff like that. I want people to tell me, or if there was something on my face, like I want you to get it off me. But no, the big thing whatever. is just tell me. You don't have to actually do it. Okay, got it. Because I'd be doing something, and all of a sudden I feel a finger in my ear or something like that. You like flinch and you go to flick my hand away. Yeah. <laughs> you might, yeah. So just tell me, and then uh, I get to decide. Hi, everyone. Hello. What's going on? <laughs> Welcome to our lives. <laughs> okay. So any announcements or anything like that that I want to. Um, oh how you can listen to the show yes this is normally your territory yes this is normally my territory i don't know why i'm asking you listen on parents on demand yes which we're we'll come back to that in a second because that's actually very relevant for today's conversation parents on demand it is that is the network that we are a part of so if you check out parentsondemand.com the link is always in the show notes or you can download the pod get it parents on demand app on your android or ios device you can listen to our show along with every other show that is on parents on demand yeah so, and they're awesome shows they're all curated for parents yes at all stages all stages mm-hmm. and you know i do a lot of work with the uh, the woman behind parents on demand and so i get a chance to interact with the different podcasters i talked to two of them today mm. and these men and women are awesome and they're producing such great content for for moms, for dads, for everybody in between. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Everybody and, in between. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, huh? Does that Maybe make sense? Every stage in between. Is every what you stage mean. in between. Up, I'll help you pick up that fumble. It's just cool because you, you don't have to go search iTunes. It's tough to kind of figure out, hey, I like this show about this topic. How am I going to find more? Oh, that struggle is so real. Yeah. So it's the equivalent of sitting down to watch Netflix or Hulu and 30 minutes later, you have selected nothing. Oh, we've we've had to cancel one or two movie nights that. because you couldn't pick a movie. We. It's not just me, sir. Sometimes I like to Stimulus allow you to select this. as yeah. a gentleman. Yeah. Okay. Lazy. Off the tracks again. Anyway, parents on demand. Go check it out. Yes. What's another, what other announcements? Also, just how you can connect with us. So, D I A H podcast on Instagram is how you can follow us. Our followership, followership, followership is growing. We're almost at 10K, which is super exciting. What do you want to do for 10K? I don't know. Something crazy. It'd be really cool if it synced up kind of around the three-year anniversary, which is in a couple of weeks. So I think it's entirely possible to get a thousand. Maybe we should do a funny like NPR, you know, how they have their their drives like in fall and spring. <laughs> and we're always like, oh, here it is again. Here are the thousand plugs for it. And you can get a tote. We'll give you, <laughs> you know? a, we'll give you one of our current grocery totes, complete with stains from when we've taken it to the grocery store. <laughs> Maybe a tear or two. No, we won't do that. But it would be cool to, I mean, we could have a fun live celebration or something like that. But if you have ideas too for us, let us know how we can do that to celebrate 10K because that would be super cool. Anyway, 
Yes. That's what you can do. Also, doing it at home swag. So fall is approaching. And then after fall is, of course, the holidays. So if you want to be super think-aheader and get gifts for your fellow birth junkie or your midwife, your doula, your birth team member, yourself. Also, the weather is changing in parts of the world. So it's either going to start get, getting warmer where you live or it's going to start getting cooler where you live. And so with that, you could get your tank or your sweatshirt or whatever. And you can check out the swag shop from our our website, which is diahpodcast.com. Yep. There's a little link on the top that says store. Yeah. And you can find some cool stuff. And we'll put some new new items in there. I'm going to I'm gonna mm. throw in that down. That we're going right. to do that. Some long sleeve stuff. Okay. Hoodie or two. We do have hoodies. Look at that. We have hoodies and we have, Manifested uh, we have long sleeve sweaters. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So there you go. You just did it. It's already been there and you didn't even know. Woo. Awesome. All right. Uh, and lastly, just, you know, three years coming up is really exciting. So just to to mention that again and to thank all of you who have been with us along the journey, maybe from back then in the first episode to, you know, if you've caught up recently and you've binged or whatever it is, it's just incredibly exciting and crazy and awesome that it'll be three years that it's been in published. September. So we've been recording for longer than three years, but since launching has been almost three years. And then of course, three years, you know, of Maya's birth, which is September 11th. And so thinking about that day coming up just gives me all the feels and reliving it and everything. So just wanted to You're drop tearing that up there. now all the feels because I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> so okay. yeah, so we'll, we'll do, we'll do a, a, a proper three year yes. show okay. later. Cool. All right. You want to dig into this stuff? Yeah, I do. So this came up recently, again, going back to Parents on Demand, how we mentioned that. We were interviewed by Sunny, the creator of Parents on Demand. Yeah. Yes. And so she hosts a show via Facebook Live, but it's also republished as a podcast, right? So it's mm -hmm. as if like a live radio show and a podcast kind of made a baby kind of thing. Yeah. And so you can watch it live, you know through Facebook or you can listen later, but it's called Revive, mm -hmm. correct? Revive, yes. And it's a parenting show. And so they cover all manners of topics and things on the show. And Sunny is amazing. And it's mostly about entertainment. It's like oh. really about like let's entertain parents. Right, okay, yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. what I mean. So like Got it's, it. it's like a, a feel-good show. You Fun. can come tune in. Yeah, Sunny is just great and dynamic and she brings guests on and we were one of the guests. We were one of the guests last week, I believe. Mm -hmm. So the thing that... The, the topic at hand for us with Revive was myths or misconceptions around home birth. And so as we were kind of just chit-chatting beforehand, you know, so that we had some ideas or things that we could share, it dawned on me in kind of an amazing, crazy way that we didn't have an episode dedicated to this topic. I mean, I'm sure we touch on bits of this in different ones, but I was scrolling back through the archives, man, and I didn't see anything that was specifically you know, myths. myths or misconceptions or debunking or anything like that. So last week was really great inspiration and reminder, and I think it would be a super useful, helpful topic for anyone, whether you're considering home birth or you are on board for home birth and you have you know reticent friends or family members around you. This could be some of the stuff that comes up or, you know, it's your second or third, fourth baby. And maybe this is a new home birth is a new choice or new experience. Anyway, I just thought this was too awesome of a topic to not have dedicated an episode yeah. for. So that's why we're here. <laughs> and definitely uh, we want you to go check out our, the first go around on this conversation on mm -hmm. Revive uh, because we had great 
you know, back and forth yes. conversation with um, Sonny and, and the other you know, hosts on that show yes. during that conversation. So some of the things that, you know, they are different conversations. Yes. So if you listen to this episode and the other one, they're similar, but they're unique. So we'll put a link to that. And then we are in the like last quarter of it. So maybe we could even put a rough time. Mark yeah, yeah. It's an hour long episode. Yeah, and so I think we're towards the end. We're our segment, 40, 45 yeah. minutes in. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's a great queue up. I felt like I had a sneeze, so I was trying to delay it, but it's not coming. So we're going to talk about five. We're going to talk about five myths or misconceptions around home birth. There are a lot, but I feel like you could kind of distill them down into these five main areas. And of course, there's going to be some... I'm going to add more. You're going to add more. Okay, cool, yep, cool. Well, I, I've got our solid right. five and then yep. whatever you do, you do, my love. But Sweet. these are the ones that I just feel like come up very often. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So let's kick it off. The first one, home birth's not safe. Or you could, you know, put other words in that blank, like home birth is dangerous. Home birth is whatever it is that is threatening to the safety of mom and or baby. And what's so interesting about that for me is just as a statement, like home birth is not safe or home birth is dangerous. It just doesn't make any sense. Like just from a like now, of course, where I'm at now, like a, a rational, logical way of thinking, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And then you can, of course, break it down and have a more uh, fleshed out conversation around what makes that statement just in its plain form not true. And that's because there's so much that's going to depend on how you look at safety and the best option for each each woman, each family, each child, each baby. Yeah. I mean, I totally get the statement. I get it. I believe I was the person making that statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four years ago. Yes. So I'm. I totally get it, and I think it's just because of lack of information. Right. Yes. Just don't have enough information. Just you know, I'll use the I word: ignorant right. on the topic. Right. And it's so easy to allow fear and stereotype and all of that to creep in when you're just not fully informed. Yeah. And as soon as I became more informed, you realize, oh, home birth isn't unsafe. Right. Yeah. And so, of course, that lends to the antidote for this <clears throat> myth or this misconception being to inform yourself. Yeah. To read, to listen, to watch. To ask read questions. Read the studies, ask the questions. And a couple of things that I want to note on that, and I will include a couple of links in the show notes on some of our favorite resources for 
being informed, you know, cool. whether that's to know the statistics or to understand, you know, where you want to go for that. Um, one of the things that I'll share off the top is Why Not Home? the documentary. And we yeah. actually interviewed Jessica Moore, the creator of the documentary. So I'll include a link to that episode um, in the show notes as well. But that the concept and the angle that that documentary took was from the perspective of uh birth workers in hospitals. So nurses, doctors who chose home birth. Which is the perfect people to hear yes. about the safety of home birth from if you are skeptical or fearful. Yes. And I just feel like the film did a really great job of informing from the sense of statistics and things like that and the way that it was presented, you know, kind of with like infographics and you see the numbers, you see the percentages, you see the places and the yeah. all of that. So I, I appreciated it from that perspective. And really what that painted the picture of for me was if you are a low risk pregnant person, how home birth is just as safe an option as <clears throat> yep. hospital. And in some studies, you know, there's going to be all these scattered studies, but in some that the outcomes were better for yeah. mom and baby when they were at home for a multitude of reasons because there was less likelihood of intervention, less likelihood of a lot of things. One of the big ones was stress. Right. You know, if you feel more comfortable at home, things tend to go more smoothly. Mm -hmm. If you are stressed out and feel anxious, then t things, you know, there, there might be a higher chance of an intervention being uh, recommended or being taken. Yes. And so with home birth, you just don't have that because you're chilling. Yes. And, you know, another thing about it not being safe or the perception around it, the fear that's prolifer proliferated around it, I think is, is due to a lot of things. But one being the home birth is illegal in some parts of the country still, or the way that it's regulated and the way that uh, midwives and nurse midwives can practice. So with that, of course, is going to create stigmas around the safety of it if it's mm -hmm. not, you know, approached a certain way. And one thing that I think also that can help with our perception of it are the studies that are done. There, You don't hear of a lot of... Uh, popular like mainstream studies that involve home birth because people aren't taking the time to study home birth. I mean in the small pockets and in the areas of uh you know home birth advocates you'll you'll hear about it and see about it, but we don't have a ton of data, I would say, at least from what I have understood from the things that we've read and listened to and the people that we've talked to. Cuz no one wants to put the money into that because of I'm sure what some of the outcomes, what some of the findings might be, there might be some money lost in certain parts of, you know, certain systems. So I'll just say that, I guess. I think part <laughs> of what could help is, is more research so that we could get a broader, bigger picture of the whole thing. Yeah. So. Yep. Go and uh, educate yourself. Educate yourself. And also pay attention to the sources. Yeah. You know what I mean, like... Pay attention to the source of where you're getting information, whether it's pro home birth or anti home birth. Yeah, Just make sure you're, you're you you double check and say, is there a slant? Because that's gonna totally influence you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll post some links, like Sarah said. All the links. Okay, the second one is that if you choose home birth, there's no pain relief options for you that you're just destined to suffer physically and that there's nothing to do for you to uh, ameliorate any of that. And that is not the case at all. Yeah, this one's interesting because, you know, my mom, when she came on the show and shared my birth story, she talked about how she one of the first things she's like, I don't want to feel it. Right. And so I don't think my mom would necessarily 
desire the pain relief options that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Because in her mind, it was like epidural, like numb my entire body. Mm -hmm. And the pain relief options that are available for home birth aren't that. Mm -hmm. But there are ways to, to, you know, shift the 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 pain and and you know and and you know just make it a, a more what's the word comfortable experience yeah absolutely. Um, but this one is an interesting one because yeah there are options for pain relief they aren't necessarily hospital options for pain relief mm-hmm. and so just looking at what you might desire if that's the type of thing you desire right so what are the options so pain relief options in a home birth can range from even something like water can be a way to manage sensation. So having your birth tub or being in the shower or whatever it is, like that's an example of pain management in, in home birth is water. Which so many moms have talked about on our show that yes. they sat in the water and they were like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is the best. Mm-hmm. And it can range from, I mean, something that's not even physical can be a pain management technique. So like the hypnosis, like we did hypno babies mm-hmm. and music, meditations, things like that. Certain did I say music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essential oils, things that can induce a calmness and a relaxing kind of air about you. So let's see. What else? You did what did some, we did some very intentional breathing. Yes. Very intentional like that breathing. Breath, breath work. Was big for you. Counter pressure. A lot yeah. of counter pressure. I had a fist in either one of my hips for majority of the labor experience. And ones that we did not use, but I have heard of and we've seen of and heard other mamas who've done it, a TENS machine. So that's the oh, yeah. like sticky thing you put on. It's like a muscle stimulator. And it's basically to, I'm going to say this in my own words, but you know, rewire kind of your pain sensory and your attention of where sensation is going on in your body. So you're essentially not focused on the pain, quote unquote, of labor. And a lot of women use that for their back when there's a lot of back labor mm-hmm. sensation. And let's see, laughing gas. We've even talked to mamas who have used that. Oh, yeah. And cannabis, which, you know, that's your own choice, but CB, whether it be CBD oils or things like that or actual, you know, marijuana in some form, other mamas have used that during during labor. I think that I know there's more, but that's most of what just comes to my mind right now that I feel like we could share. Um, and it certainly refutes that there's no options when it comes to being yeah. relief. So there are options. Are. There's different options. Right. And for a lot of mamas and families, those options are perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what it was for us. You know, a combination of water and counter pressure and breathing and hypno babies. I mean, you've described many times that you wouldn't say that that Maya's birth was painful. I would not. No. That it was intense yes. at times, uncomfortable at times, but it wasn't painful. Right. And that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once again, just asking some questions in this one. You know, like if if home birth is something you're curious about, ask a midwife. You know what I mean? Go on to a, a, a community meeting or a Facebook group or something like that and just pose questions and ask and we always recommend what go to like a like chiropractors tend to have great yeah. connections to midwives i would say so yeah from what we found chiropractic communities are pretty plugged in yeah and so you know seek out those those places where you can get information because that's why these are called myths right it's not true you know but you have to actually have the information mm-hmm you know what else just came up for me quickly that i, I want to share you know we talked about the first one not being safe and this one no pain relief so 
I feel like when it comes to your birth and pregnancy, like a lot of big life decisions that you make, it really calls you and gives you this opportunity to look at how you know and understand yourself and see where you could possibly expand that or push your current understanding of of you, of the world, whatever. And the importance of staying open-minded in all of that, regardless of what you you end up choosing, but what you could learn and discover about yourself along the way. So like Mm. with home birth not being safe or being something that's recommended for a lot of women, you know, we're never going to say that everyone should have a home birth because that's just simply not how (laughs) it works. I do think that home birth is a completely safe, viable, awesome, magical option for many women that would not know otherwise that it is an option for them. Certainly. So... And same with that, I think for many women who just off the bat think that they can't handle the pain or don't want to or whatever, that may be, and that may still be what you choose, you know, a hospital and an epidural. But what if just by a percentage, a little, a few degrees, you pushed beyond that understanding of what you thought your limitations were and you were open to seeing differently? So similar to how I think a lot of women could have home birth as an option, but they're not having it presented to them by people around them who I believe are responsible to inform them on that. I feel like many, many women could move through a natural birth experience without medical intervention if they were trusted enough to do that by society, by their partners, by their family members, and within themselves. So not to say that any woman that chooses an epidural is copping out of any process of being a full woman. Like, no, that's dumb. What I'm saying, though, is just that we could – we could all do ourselves a favor to have more trust in ourselves and in birthing women and in all of that to just see what else is possible. Boom. There. Absolutely. Done. Okay. Hmm. All right. Number three. It's a total mess. Oh my it gosh. It's going to be godly, messy, mess. splatter everywhere. <laughs> what is it? You joked when we were interviewed last week. Placenta that there, on the walls. Was, yes, that's what you said. Placenta on the just walls. Hang Very colorful. Hanging from the ceiling fan. Oh my gosh. Very you got to move out. Yeah. And, you know, my first response to when anyone says, well, like home birth is messy, it's like birth can be messy anywhere it is, but I get that if it's like in your home, you feel you're going to be more responsible for it, right? Or it's not like a hospital, it's going to be wiped down by a janitor or something that night or anything like that. But I I feel like our lives as parents now is way more messier <laughs> than our birth ever was. Oh, you kidding me? Especially like the first few months of parenthood and like everything's wet. You're always smelling like what liquid was this or what was that? Like that's a bigger mess than I feel like birth ever is. (laughs) I sent you that photo of the poop that Maya did that shot across the room when she was a couple months old. (laughs) Those days. Days. I mean, it was at least, it was like a 12 foot rocket launch poop. That never happened in the birth. Nothing like that happened. true. Nothing projectile out of me. And we still have the same carpet. We do. White carpet. Yep. We still have the same bedroom. We do. Same you know room. what I mean? Yeah. And the only difference is the bed has changed position. Yeah. So it's not like we had to totally, you know, wash our walls and... We just walk out of the house and burn it. And just burn the whole thing down. <laughs> <It's> no. <done. laughs> but, you know, hey, I get it because TV likes to depict birth as this violent, screaming, messy yeah. situation. So... You know, and and it's easy to just layer that onto home birth and say, wow, like you said, if you're not in a hospital, it's got to be even more messy. Right. But the thing is, the people who are, you know, if you have people attending your birth, like a midwife, like they come prepared with stuff. Yes. You know, it's not, it's, 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 they, they know what to expect. And so 
they come prepared with towels or gauze or whatever is needed for any potential mess. We had like a tarp, right? Below, underneath uh, the water. Uh, the bed, uh, the, the, um, pool. the pool. Yeah. For the water. Yeah. Not for anything that might spill right, right. out of you. Well, I'm just saying that's part of it. I mean, people, yeah. maybe some people's, you know, reticence with the mess is like the water from the water, the, the, and there's the a, pool. What are you supposed to do with that? You know? There's a pump yeah. that you drop in the yep. pool and you pump it through a hose out your yep. window. That's exactly what they did. And, yep. you know, after Maya was born, we didn't clean up a thing. Nope. Didn't clean up a thing. The midwife and her assistants cleaned up. Yep. And we had we also had people there attending our birth, and part of the reason why we brought them there was so that they could clean stuff up, including the rest of the house. So it's a myth that home yeah. birth is messy. And I think we did an episode specifically on this, like oh, is we did. home birth messy? So we could include a link to that as well. We probably went into more detail too on you know if you want to avoid any messes, yes, that can come up. You know, have the towels, yeah. have the things, do the stuff. So that we could we can reference that one too. I'm going to try to find the episode number, but okay. I will uh, do that while we're... Talking. Well, we, I have other stuff to find, too. I have other resources to cite, so we will work on that. Sweet. The fourth one, just for hippies, just for people who <laughs> don't yeah. believe in modern medicine. And this is funny because I think this was from a... We really like the show Superstore. We watch yeah. it on, on Hulu a lot, and there was an episode where a woman wasn't wearing shoes and she was like applying for a job at the store and one of the characters was like, why aren't you wearing shoes? And she said, oh, well, I don't believe in shoes. I don't believe and he's in like, shoes. They're not a thing you believe in. Like they exist. <laughs> like they they are there whether you believe it or not. Shoes are here. So this thing of not believing in modern medicine, it's like modern medicine exists. So it's not that you yeah. don't believe in it. It's you might not adhe- adhere to some of it or you might not... Uh, align with some of it but anyway so that that whole thing of just like you're this free range <laughs> hippie and hey i had that belief that was i was yeah. totally in that camp well, that's of like pumped out there yeah i didn't know anybody who did a home birth it wasn't until after we got into our conversations and i talked that i found out that oh i actually do know some people who, yeah. who've done and attended and and who were born at home but prior to that i didn't think i knew anybody mm-hmm. and yeah, I thought it was like for, you know, people with you don't wear shoes and I don't even want to go down the stereotypes because... So another reference to one of the shows that we love, New Girl, there's an episode where Lisa Bonet has a, a little cameo and she oh, like yeah. walks onto the scene and... She's exactly uh, who the, I would expect. The Wayans, I can't... Which one is he? Which Wayans is he? Damon? Damon Wayans. He's like... Junior. She, uh, junior, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He looks over to the person next to him and said, that looks like the type of woman that convinces you to have your baby in a tub yeah. <laughs> because she's all like earthly and yeah like i am she was called herself a guru or something anyway guru yes yes so that's what i thought you know that and, and once again didn't know anybody but just do a little bit of research yes and Maybe if you even if you didn't want to do any research at all we could just refute this one because oh yeah because we're not hippies we are, i i wouldn't cla- and if you want to classify yourself as hippie i think that's awesome but i just don't necessarily i wouldn't look at myself in that way or classify myself that nope. way so if you just like came and hang out hung out with us for a little bit you would see like we probably don't fit the stereotype of a hippie and we did home birth so there you go don't yeah. work i mean we do some abnormal stuff but like we're also pretty normal in a lot of ways too <laughs> abby normal Abby normal. <laughs> Young Frankenstein. So many great references. Okay. Let's move on. The Are we last... done with that one though? Like 
just to, what else is there to unpack around that? That it's not just for, I mean, okay. So what would you tell someone if they said it's not just that they think it's just for hippies? How would you be like, no, that's not true. Um, beyond saying, well, I did one. I mean, so for, again, I didn't know of any people. So like look at celebs or athletes or people who Which there are famous a lot. folks who've done we a home did an birth. episode on that too. We have so many things to yeah. put in this show notes. Because once I, I was like, oh, they, that person did a home Giselle. birth? That person did a home birth? Giselle Bunchen. I don't think she's a hippie. Cindy Crawford. I don't really think she's a hippie. But I, but then that's where it shifts. Like, and for, if well, you look at what hippie is, like, is how we look at what that term is. And if you call someone that, I mean, most of the time when you're calling someone a hippie, it's not in like a nice way. No, you're being it's mean generally if you're way. saying hippie, if you call yourself a hippie, then like, that's okay. But, um, but like what that means. So if I guess if someone It's just were, an easy term to use yeah, for people who for someone choose who's a just like anti anything normal. normal you say, oh, they're hippie. Quote. Yeah. But I'm telling you that that for me went a long way being like, yeah. wow, you know, that person did a home birth. So for example, Giselle, what's her last Bunchen? name? Bunchen. Married to Tom Brady. Maya Bialik. Yes. Right? Yeah. So yeah, she's married to Tom Brady. Yeah, so I would be like, wow, you know, Tom Brady seems like a a guy that I could relate to on some things yeah. and he did a home birth fascinating uh-huh. and so there right there it closes the gap between mm-hmm. me and crazy hippie who chose a home birth yeah there you go my embiolic yes she's again a neuroscientist uber smart yeah and I'm, you know i could be like wow i'm as smart as my embiolic boom gap closed <laughs> i am a genius <laughs> do you know what i mean like yes. i like big bang theory boom gap closed yeah. now Okay, so home birth isn't just for hippies. Mm-hmm. But that was something that when I've realized, oh, this person, this person, this person, it definitely made it more of a, okay, let me, what what about it appealed to them mm. that these folks chose it? Right. So, huh, let me go and look into this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Going back to Why Not Home, too, the birth professionals who worked in hospitals yes. who chose to have a home birth. That's yes. a pretty myth crushing for real yeah you know you think that a hippie is is working in a hospital and you know no probably not not in the the mean stereotypical way people use the word hippie Mm -hmm. so if they're choosing home birth so what's up Mm -hmm. why are they choosing that so Mm -hmm. that that went far for me okay do you you feel like we're complete with that do you feel like we can move on i feel we can move you feel good okay namaste Namaste. We out. And the fifth one, I mean, I'm still waiting for your surprises, but the fifth one from what we kind of summarized when we talked last week and, you know, to bring back up today, is that it's not affordable. Yes. So that's a myth that, I mean, it's a myth because it certainly can be. So in the instances where it can be, yes. And then that's also tricky because it is very much going to depend on where you yeah. live, what your health insurance yep. is, it depends what your on care a lot of provider stuff. options are. But I would say on the whole to just say that it's not an option because it's not affordable, I just don't feel like that holds a lot of water because to look at what your options are, maybe it is not the cheapest option when you weigh out some of your stuff. But again, that doesn't, that shouldn't be part of the thing that supports that home birth isn't affordable. For us specifically, for us in particular, it was the most affordable option. Yeah. And that meant paying out of pocket because the health insurance that we did have, if we were to go through hospital birth, and that's with zero intervention, no cesarean, we would have been paying $10,000 plus for our birth. It would have just been more than what we paid for sure. Yeah, like 
triple what we paid for the midwifery Cadillac model of care, which included our <laughs> hour model. plus visits, right? Isn't that people used to say like Cadillac was, was like the standard, like, but now it's probably like, what? Can you say like the Tesla standard or something? The Tesla. Or, the, or the, I don't know. The, <laughs> the cat. Yeah. It, was but funny it, it wasn't that a thing. People would be like the Cadillac of whatever. And you were like, Ooh, that's, I think you just dated yourself. That's the, the phrase. No, I probably using. dated the kind of household I grew up in because I'm not actually old enough, I think, to be part of the people who said that phrase, but I was certainly raised by people who could have just said that phrase. Anyway. Uh, tangent. Yes, tangent. Uh, such great quality of care, hour plus appointments, you know, always available visits, for every, phone calls know, and texts. All, all of that stuff was astronomically cheaper than it would have been for us to go through our health insurance. So, that is proof that that is not always the case. However, it just takes like a lot of these things, doing your research, getting informed, finding, you know, what could work for you. But yeah, to just write it off as not being affordable, I don't think is is accurate. So I was gonna say bust out a spreadsheet and break down the numbers. Yeah. And, you know, talk, it's fine. You know, there are pockets within the country. We have talked to women, we have talked to doulas and midwives and such who work on sliding scale or, you know, payment plans, you know, yeah. what, whatever. Um, you certainly don't need to be skimping on the experience of your birth. I mean, this is your birth. So I just, yeah, it's not necessarily where you want to be bargain shopping. Uh, and you also don't want to feel like you're not getting the experience that you want to to have. So, um, and that's, a, that's some good things to do, like your research on costs of birth and things like that when you're trying to conceive. So if you're, you know, a, a future mama or you are thinking about a second, third, fourth baby and you're listening, you know, that those are conversations you can be having beforehand too, to just see how you plan out. And, you know, part of our conversations and what it looks like for us when we set up to have our second baby is what does the environment look like? What does it look like to create that space where we feel really great and really aligned when it comes to bringing a second kid in? And part of that is some financial goals for us. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's what we're looking at and working on. So, you know, that can be a part of how you plan as well to look at what your options are. Yes. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, some bonus ones. Bonus. One of them I saw in an article was that home birth and free birth are the same thing. Oh, I, I thought, guess that could be a misconception. Yeah, you yeah. would just think that no one's going to be there. So free birth is, you, you explain free birth. Free birth, 
also referred to as unassisted birth, means you don't have an official care provider for you in that capacity. So you wouldn't typically expect a midwife or a doula to be at a free or unassisted birth. Yeah. That's, but they could be. So um, I, I guess they could be. But really what I think that it's hitting on is that you are doing it without any sort of intervention. Yeah, you kind of so, like, I can do this by myself. Yeah, most unassisted, we've had a couple stories on the show has just been mom and dad. Mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. and maybe the sibling if that mm-hmm. applied, but just mom and dad. So that is unassisted. Yeah. And that can also be planned. So some Absolutely. unassisted births happen, not planned, but many happen planned. So that's unassisted or free birth. So yeah, so believing that when someone says, I'm having a home birth, it means that they're doing it all by themselves I think that could create a lot of fears and a lot of judgment in people when right. that's not actually the case. There could be, like the case of us, you could have 10 people in the room, you know? And so that that was a myth I thought was kind of interesting. It's like, wait. <coughs> There's the sneeze. My sneeze finally came back. Um, like if you looked at a Venn diagram, right? And one was, one circle was home birth, one was free birth, or, you know. Well, I guess all free birth would be at home technically. Scratch that. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> awesome. I tried. I tried. I tried. Do you want me to edit that out? No, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another bonus myth I thought was interesting. Midwives don't have as much training as doctors. Oof. And that was interesting. Oh, that like bothers me. Yeah. But again, like I had no idea what went into becoming... A sure. So it would have been fascinating, right, to have listed all of these off, you know, before we decided home birth and then do like yeah. a three year later recap on where we're at. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure like who we're speaking to right now is exactly who we were and who we had issues with is exactly who we are now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of so fun. you have, you know, you have different types of midwives and they go through training and they have, I mean, what are the different ones? Certified Cert- nurse midwife. Certified nurse midwife. And a... Uh, CPM certified practitioner of midwifery. Okay. Oh gosh, I hope that's right. But it's it's CNM and CPM. Yeah, CNM and in many, CPM. In many parts of the country, CNMs are more recognized. I guess you could say because they've gone through formal. You know, they have a they have a degree mm-hmm. like in nursing and then a speciality in midwifery. And so a lot of CNMs will be working in hospitals. So that's where you'll see midwives who work in the hospital. Yeah. Um, and ours, Debbie CPM, was a CPM. Correct. Yeah. And one of the things I thought, like one of our early meetings, we went over to her place and in their office, their walls, three of the four walls were just covered in photos from their families. Plastered, yes. So I many mean, babies. Yes, so many babies. And she has said that her and her partner in the practice had done over 400. Mm, yeah, easily. Probably more yeah. between the two of them. And this was, and I, this was like four years ago. Yeah, and multi-generational as and well. And multi-generational. She said that she had delivered three generations in some families mind-blowing mind-blowing and so when i got an idea of the scope of her experience and expertise and that she's seen it all it it relieved so many of my fears that were sitting on that myth that they aren't as experienced as doctors What's cool to think about too is with those numbers, I mean, they're impressive, just sheer numbers but then after having gone through the experience of working with them in particular you think about then all the hours that that adds up to and all the relationships built. Like it's not like they delivered or helped deliver that many babies and collectively saw each one of those moms and families like an hour. 
you know, not including the birth. Whereas, oh my gosh, yeah, there's so many. I mean, that's that's just so much time in those I, in their I lives. You see so much more too when you interact with the the pregnant person, the family for longer periods of time over time. It's like the nuances and the things that they're seeing and hearing and are able to look out for and be aware of and and an observation of. It's just it's really powerful. Totally. So yeah, it's, you know, to hear that that someone thinks you know, as far as level of expertise or whatever, like I'm a, it makes me mad. Yeah. Fight for That's a midwife. In, yeah. Uh, and the last bonus one I'll say is related. Um, if an emergency happens at home that no one is there to, is prepared to help you. Yeah. Well, I'll let you take this one. Cause you always do a really great job at <laughs> when, when you talk about, you know, how this helped with you personally yeah. when all the midwives arrived, what, yeah, my big what you experienced. My big fear with home birth was what if something goes wrong? Right, of course. I think super common. And over the course of our meetings, it became very clear that a couple of things. First of all, we had contingency plans. So we talked about plan A is having the, you know, the beautiful successful home birth. Plan B is okay, if we need to do some sort of transfer and there's a there's a big enough uh, window, then we're going to transfer to this hospital in the city. And then plan C was if we need to move now, we're going to go to the hospital right down the street. So being clear as to what the plan was, was, was awesome. And then one of the things that I learned over time was, you know, when working with the midwives, they are so trained to pick up the body's little hints and like they're always watching during labor, you know, before birth happens that they are going to see things and catch things well in advance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's part of their thing is to be like, okay, you know, they kind of sit in the background and they, and they let mama do her thing, but they're watching. And so realizing that if anything were to come up, Debbie and her team, they were going to catch it beforehand. And so, yeah, we we're going to have plenty of time to do any transfer if we needed to. And, and, and understanding that, and then of course, the all the experience and the certifications and the training and all that, it really relieved a lot of my fears. And then what you were alluding to on birthday, when they showed up at our house, each one of these women, <laughs> three of them, each one of them had a big black duffel bag full of gear. <laughs> yeah. They were like <laughs> they were like Neo and Trinity walking into that that building in the Matrix with the duffel bag of guns. They just like, they rolled into our house with a duffel bag of gear and they start opening it up and it's like oxygen masks and, and all these things in the stair. It blew my mind. I was like, wow, you guys are so prepared. Anything were to happen, you were so prepared. And, you know, even with, with you, after you tore, after Maya came out and they needed to give you some Pitocin, it was like, boom, Pitocin in the leg, sutures, boom, right there. And so prepared for everything. So that was a huge myth that was debunked give me any other source of any content where you will hear the matrix <laughs> and homer <laughs> talked about together yeah that was a great one i i would love to i would love to i want another, another. yeah birth podcast that can that can weave in the matrix in there <laughs> wow i heard they're making a new matrix movie really yeah with keanu yeah wow i think it'd be pretty cool sure He's John Wick. He's been crushing Man, it in the action yeah. movies. I mean, he's just crushing it in general. I generally love Keanu. New so. Bill and Ted as well. Wow. All right. Everything's coming up Keanu. 
They're making all the old stuff awesome. again. Yeah. I mean, which That's we already know. That's all it's going to be. It's just repurposing everything. It's like that. I, I think I saw something circulating on the internet the other day. It's like the 90s are literally back. When you looked at the marquee of the movie theater, it was like Men in Black, Lion King, Aladdin. Chucky, Aladdin. <laughs> it was like, uh, hello. Yeah. So. All right. So the title of this episode is going to be <laughs> Tangents. <laughs> With a quick conversation about birth myths. Our uh, our knowledge of pop culture and things funny along with busting down home birth myths. <laughs> okay, that's it for me. Anything else you want to share? I'm cool. All right, cool. So there's going to be a lot of links, y'all, to these, these here show notes. So I will find them and drop them in there for you. If there's anything that I miss or anything that you want us to answer or you have questions or, or comments, if any of this helped, please let us know. Reach out. You can yes. email us directly. Hello at dihpodcast.com. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. So thanks so much, guys. It was a lot of fun, Matthew. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. Producer Jenny over here <laughs> scratching herself and licking herself. Jenny's a she's a dog, by the way, yes. if you didn't know. An actual dog. Yeah. Yes, not D-A-W-G. <laughs> but yes. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. We love you. Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>